This week on Phone a Friend. Fuck me in a t-shirt. The Vanderpump Rules reunion is over and I need a white claw. I expose my dark past as a naked sushi model. Then, if you can't afford tickets to see a Taylor Swift concert, why not work security for it? I filmed the Taylor Swift super fan who's gone viral for doing just that. So I was like, yeah, I could literally jump on the stage right now and have like 10 seconds uninterrupted. I'd pay $20,000 to get tickets to this episode of Phone a Friend, but it's free and it starts now. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse Kripschick. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Crookshank. And ooh, this is gonna be a good one. Jason, my producer, hello. Hi. Hi. Jay, I love a celebrity phone a friend. Don't get me wrong. I also love a viral sensation phone a friend. Yes. And today, that's what we have. I am phoning the man, the may I just say, the hot straight man who happens to also be the world's biggest Swifty. So he couldn't afford the ten dollars to $20,000 ticket price to get into the Taylor Swift Eras Tour, so he got a job as a security guard protecting Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. I mean, there are videos of him all over the internet. This is an international news story, and because we're basically the daily here on Phone a Friend. I mean, we've established <laughs> this. This is Dateline. So I'm calling him. He's going to tell me how he got the job in security, why he got fired from the job working security for Taylor Swift, and how I can get a job in security at the upcoming Pitbull Ricky Martin and Ricky Iglesias tour. <laughs> have you seen that tour, Jay? No. Oh. Is this recently announced? You don't have 10,000 women in their mid-30s DMing no. you posters for this tour? <gasps> yeah, they're coming to Vancouver, Toronto. People are like, it's hard to get tickets. Pitbull, Ricky Martin, Enrique Iglesias. Wow. Was it created just for us? Possibly. Like, do you think the tour promoters heard Phone a Friend and thought, you know what's going to work? Let's <laughs> yeah. get these three guys together. Florida wasn't available. That's true. Who is our dream? Like, when we have, and we will, when we have, like, the Phone a Friend Coachella, when we put on our own concert, mm -hmm. the lineup is absolutely, head it's Pitbull is headlining, sorry. Yeah. Neo is coming out for a surprise guest appearance, and uh -huh. then you absolutely have Flo Rida. I mean, basically, it's that Lovers and Friends Festival. Right. That's what it is. Right. We're just rebranding it. Usher, whoever the hell sings Chicken Nugget Dreamland will bring him out as well. It's going to be a whole thing. Anyways, tickets will be priced at twenty dollars to $30,000 each, so start saving now, fun of friends. Oh, I'm feeling feisty, Jason. Do you know why? Why? Because I went out last night on a weeknight. Thank you. Oh, my God, stop. Thank you so much. Oh. I go out so rarely now that when I do, I just, I really do feel the need to tell everybody about it. You know, I just shout it from the rooftops. I went out. I went out for dinner with my friend uh, who's in town from Canada, Jay Malinowski, or as you know him on this show. Jay Malinowski. He does all the music and the sexy interludes for us on Phone a Friend. Yeah, yeah. So he's in town, and I was like, oh, he's a cool musician guy. I'm going to take him to, like, a cool Italian osteria. Oh. Actually, I don't know what that means. But me either. I, it always sounds fancier to me than restaurant. So right. an osteria. So they don't take reservations, and they 
only take attractive people. Like it's one of those restaurants. So I so feel like LA. it must be good. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> an Osteria in Los Angeles. And can I tell you this, Jay, Evan and I uh, went out our last date night, which was approximately six to eight months ago. We tried to go to this Osteria and the 22-year-old hostess looked at Evan and I and was like, um, we're full. <laughs> I swear to God, it was like a full Sex in the City season one trying to get into Balthazar. I was like, yeah. there's not a single table for, for two people at any point in the night. And the girl was like, no. There's a pizza place down the street. <laughs> right. As a younger couple, like, strolled past us and was seated immediately. And we just had to leave and walk with our heads down to the pizza place down the street. We literally spent our one date night, like, hired a babysitter and found ourselves eating the same pizza that had been served at a kid's birthday party we attended the weekend prior. So this time, I was like, that's not happening again. I'm determined to get in to the attractive person, Osteria. So I go with my cool musician friend, and after like, you know, there's like a 15-minute wait, we get a table. And like, can I just say this? Just walking to our table, looking around the restaurant, you know it's filled with people with a million TikTok followers, okay? Everyone is like hot and cool. And there's one fashionable couple sitting at a table with what appears to be their four-day-old baby. It's like, I I literally walked by and was like, oh, adorable. But in my head, I was like, enjoy it now. You're not wow. going to be at it 9 p.m. with your kid in a year. Just like the old jaded lady <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the cool restaurant. So we sit down, and this has clearly been bothering me. I need, I need to get your thoughts here. We sit down, and our 19, maybe 21-year-old server definitely just moved to L.A. from somewhere in the south of the country, approaches the table in her crop top and says like, hey, y'all, have you been here before? And we said no. And she said, want me to tell you some highlights of the menu? Jason, Mm -hmm. I'm turning to you. This is like choose your own adventure style. Okay. Do you say yes? Do you accept the offer of the waitress to tell you her opinion on the menu? I enjoy that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like the recommendation. Me too. Oh my God, I always say yes. I I like to know what is hot on a menu. I don't trust myself to make the right decision, right? And because I go out so rarely, I feel like there's no room for error. Right. Plus, let's just say, leaving the house in 2023 costs a minimum of $250, okay? Oh, yeah. So you have to make it worthwhile. So she says like, okay, in terms of starters, the burrata and the citrus salad are my absolute favorites. Those are musts. So without even looking at the menu, Jay and I are like, oh, must. Okay, let's start with those. And because I live for a big bowl of pasta, I ask her, like, are there any vegetarian pastas that you recommend? She says, no hesitation. She says, oh, butter and sage tagliatelle is a must. Is it tagliatelle (laughs) or tagliatelle? I say tagliatelle. 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 I don't know. I was like, okay, well, I like things in my pasta. I like bang for my buck, you know? So I said like, oh, well, the kale and white bean pasta looks good too. She doubles down so hard, Jason. Oh, no, I do not like beans with pasta. The sage and butter tagliatelle is my absolute favorite. That is a no-brainer. That is a must. Jason, this is a child serving me. Like, she's Mm -hmm. barely out of high school, and she is telling me her choice. So surely I could make my own decision. But in the moment... I couldn't. This bitch is so confident, so unwavering, so forceful in her brown butter and sage t- 
Tagliatelli <laughs> that against every fiber of my being, I just suddenly found myself saying like, okay, I, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll get that. So the burrata and citrus salad arrives. And yes, the burrata is delicious. Like I would sell my body for more of that burrata. But the citrus salad is some bullshit. It's like five oranges and some leeks on a plate. I don't want this. This is not salad. I was like, felt so angry. Like it's like fury and rage is coursing through my veins with every bite of these oranges. And then comes the celebrated butter and sage tagliatelle. And Jason, this is a $24 plate of noodles and butter, okay? This is what I feed my children three times a week while listening to this song. (laughs) Noodles and butter, noodles and butter, you are my favorite treat. Not my favorite treat. Not my favorite treat. I took the advice of a child. I listened to her personal favorite item on the menu, and it was the meal of a child. So now, I mean, not necessarily her fault, definitely my fault, but I'm furious. I have three kids at home. I might not go out to a nice restaurant for another (laughs) six months, and I've wasted my one fancy meal on a bowl of noodles and butter because I felt pressured by some Gen Z girl in a crop top, and ultimately that's on me. And I sat there eating every bite filled with rage and regret. Noodles and butter, noodles and butter. Did she come over and ask you how it was? Yeah, and I had to... Did you lie? With everything in my body, I had to be like, (laughs) it's good, thank you. Right. You know, like, I wanted to flip the table over and tell her. But then this is a question for you. Like, you've worked in the restaurant world, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. No big deal, but Jason was a server at Joey's. I believe, was it in the Eaton Center, adjacent to the Eaton Center in Toronto? attached to? Attached to. Yeah, that's, I mean, please. It's no Earls or Milestones, but it's it's adjacent. So how much is too much? What is the line as a server when it comes to giving your thoughts and opinions on the menu? I don't know if this sort of a restaurant would have something like this, but like in restaurants I've worked at before in my youth, they will have like sort of like games or like competitions between servers, like who (gasps) can sell the most number of this item <gasps> and you like get a bottle of wine at the end of the night that was very common when i was working in restaurants so it could no that could have been the case she's like i need one more table to get this like dry pasta yeah the chefs are like whoever can fool the most people into spending 24 dollars yeah. on some noodles and butter yeah. is getting a bottle of wine so there's that option or she could have been in a situation like the that bean pasta that you wanted, maybe it was a really unpopular item that people send back or complain about a lot. Ah. And she, you know, is not able to say, don't get that. It sucks because she doesn't want to deal with you returning it or like uh. assuming you're not going to like it. So she is trying to guide you in another direction. This is hot intel from the restaurant world. Mm-hmm. You're basically a cast member of Vanderpump Rules. Kind of. What happens behind the curtain? Oh, wow. The craziest thing is like, I'm not, I don't feel like, you know, I'm never going to go back there. I feel like and now I have to go back there to exact my revenge by ordering that $22 Kaelin bean pasta that I wanted in the first place, you know? Right. And I know when I go, I have to be focused. It's going to take courage and strength and determination, but I think I can do it. Noodles and butter. Noodles. And just like that, I've added chicken nugget dreamland and noodles and butter 
to your repertoires, along with Padam Padam and Bad Bitches Don't Cry. What a sonic journey we take you on here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, let's talk about some waitstaff who don't have strong opinions about the menu. They have affairs with their best friend's boyfriend. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. Ladies and gay gentlemen, a mere five weeks ago, with you by my side, I embarked on a maiden voyage into the murky waters of Vanderpump Rules, which I think is actually just White Claw. <laughs> I phoned Sheena Shea to explain Scandaval, and she, like, dug her three-inch press-ons that she can't make a fist with into me. I got hooked. I have since watched every remaining episode of season 10 and all three reunion specials. And because we began this journey together, I would like to end it together by putting a nail in the Vander coffin of Vanderpump rules. I'll workshop that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so after diving deep into the Vanderpump cinematic universe, I mean, I know who Jackson and Brittany are. I know that DJ James Kennedy slept with Kristen in season two, and then Lala, then Raquel, then Lala again. I know that Lala's daughter with a disgraced alleged sexual predator is named Ocean. Like, I'm in, okay? I follow them all. I'm deep. And I get that it's fun and it's messy. But I'm also here to say... The show is trash. And if I dragged you down this rabbit hole, my apologies. The entire three-part, three-hour reunion was like watching six people scream horrific things at Tom and Raquel, who, yes, had an affair, and yes, that is hurtful, and yes, you have a right to be angry, but this was just a lot of anger from a lot of people. And in case you missed it, I have taken the liberty of compiling the angriest of the anger. He is disgusting. You're disgusting. You're disgusting. You're a worm with a mustache. You are nothing. You are nothing. Let that sink in. I know it's not hard for you to let other people's thoughts go into your brain because you never have a fucking original thought of your own. You are nothing. You're ugly. You're hideous. I know. You are rotten on the inside. Rotten. Like a fucking moldy piece of fruit. You're a fucking psychopath. You are terrifying to me as a person. The fact that you are capable of this shit, unfucking believable You're a Dementor. I know you like Harry Potter. You're a fucking Dementor. Fuck yourself with a fucking cheese grater. Fuck you. You fucking suck. You're disgusting. And I wish nothing but the worst fucking shit that could ever happen to a person on you. I mean, what? Isn't that crazy? I had to cut that down, Jason. Wow. Like I literally sent Rob, our technical producer, what? a note that said, let's drop the line, quote, she's a cunt and you're a drunk. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that was too much. The cheese grater. I, I can't the handle that. cheese grater. <gasps> These people honestly make the selling sunset realtors look like royalty. Mm-hmm. Like they make this cast of Love is Blind look like scholars. Okay. I did not expect to feel sorry for the two people who had had the affair and then pathologically lied about it for seven months. But after three hours of watching people who were not directly involved in the affair screaming these horrific things at them, like, I I felt bad, sort of. You know, Raquel, who is, I'm going to just say this, unfortunately, a bit of a dum-dum. Okay, I did feel like we were like punching below our weight a little bit. She just sat there doe-eyed, like totally expressionless, maybe because she's a sociopath or maybe because when you get called diabolical, demented, sick, and disgusting enough times, it just doesn't land. She's just like, okay. And Jason, I was feeling 
for your crush, Tom Sandoval, Uh until he said this about Ariana, his girlfriend of nine years. Sandoval, have you slept with anyone else since you and Raquel started sleeping together? Well, no, you know who he did sleep with after him and Raquel started sleeping together? Me. Yeah, she kept her t-shirt on. It was really hot. Come on. That was it. That was so gross to insult the woman who you have been with for nine years like that in just such a low trash way and just the worst you know like if we're gonna fuck anyone with a cheese grater make it him (laughs) i'm sorry oh and sheena just sitting watching with her oversized sweatshirt sipping a white claw in her trailer that was like a a thousand yards away or however far she had to be for her restraining order that was a highlight for me can you imagine your go-to like middle of the day beverage is a canned white claw right don't forget this is shot at like noon this is shot at noon. They've been in hair and makeup since 6 a.m. She's just cracking a white claw. The white claw is like the last thing I go for at a children's birthday party if, God willing, they have alcohol and everything else has been taken. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, and by the way, Ariana is selling T-shirts that say, fuck me in this T-shirt. She is profiting off of this shit. Apparently, she's made over $200,000 off of the Scandal merch. And is your feed blowing up with Ariana Maddox in ads for, like, big Duracell lays, right? Every time I open my phone. I'll tell you what that is. She is turning heartbreak into cold, hard cash. Smart. Smart. And now she's dating a hot personal trainer. So, please, get it. Meanwhile... Tom getting absolutely harassed at his concerts, losing money at his restaurants. You can't even be seen at Tom Tom anymore, Jason. <laughs> Darn. Darn. Uh, shoot. You're going to have to find a new spot. The last thing I will say about the reunions is that, like, they just felt childish. And I sort of hate that I sound pretentious or like I'm too good for this show because you all listening know that I am not. But what I am is a mom of five-year-old boys, okay? I have to deal with them calling each other poo-poo head every single day. When I sit down to unwind at the end of the day, I don't want to watch this. Poo-poo head? Both of you, poo-poo heads. James. I'm going to get sent for a timeout. Like, Jason, what? What am I watching? Yeah. Does he know this is, like, so ridiculous and a joke and that's he's, like, leaning into it? Or is that just his vocabulary? I I would hope that he's, like, playing Mocking. up this stupid persona. I don't know. I wanted to see some real human emotions, and we got, like, 30 seconds of that at the end of three hours. Everything else was just everyone being so angry. I mean, literally, when this grown man is yelling poo head at another grown man, Evan walked in and was like, why are you watching this? <laughs> and I found myself saying like, oh, well, it's, this is culture. You know, this is, it's, it's what everyone is talking about. It's, this is in the zeit. I don't know. I don't know why I'm watching this. It's work. I, I hate myself. It's work. Fuck me with a fucking cheese grater. Don't get me wrong. I will absolutely be ready for season 11. But for now, I am ready to put Scandaval to bed. Ideally not with his girlfriend's best friend. What's next? What's next? In other television news, last week I crowned The Idol the worst show on television. After just one episode. And because I do feel it's my duty on this podcast to keep you hip and informed, 
I watched episode two, and I can confirm it does get worse. It does get worse. We were upset that she was smoking in a sauna. Remember that, Jason? Yeah. Well, the second episode that was had sex cults, shock collars, blood, someone masturbates with broken glass. Okay, last week, I don't know if you remember, it was masturbating while choking themselves. Now it was masturbating with broken glass. And if you're not aroused yet, the last, I'm going to say 15 minutes of the show is literally just The weekend and Lily Rose Depp having weird, gratuitous sex. And I just have to double down on my geriatric take here, but not for me, okay? It is a no for me, dog. Just watching it made me want to chain smoke in a sauna. <laughs> I should also issue my first retraction on this podcast. Retraction. Last week, I said Lily Rose Depp was the daughter of Johnny Depp and waifish blonde British model Kate Moss when she is, in fact, the daughter of Johnny Depp and waifish blonde French model Vanessa Paradis. Shame on me. I am sorry to all of those who I hurt by spreading this misinformation. What's next? What's next? Kanye West threw himself a 46th birthday party, and people actually went. But that's not the shocking part. The internet is furious because at the party, he served sushi on naked women. He's also a raging anti-Semite who sparked a national spike in hate crimes against Jewish people. But let's get upset about the sushi models. I, I don't know why people are so mad. Naked sushi models is nothing new, right? Like this has been a party gimmick yeah. for a very long time. Okay, if you're unfamiliar, it is when naked women lie on tables with leaves over their privates and platters of sushi laying on the leaves and you eat it off of the women. Like with chopsticks. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I suppose you could climb up on the table, just get on all fours and start <laughs> eating it. It depends. Are we on the idol? I mean, you know there's going to be an episode where the weekend is just like, ma she's masturbating oh, no. with sushi yeah. and he's eating it. Listen, that's coming up in episode four. But yeah, you have chopsticks. You just kind of, it's like the women act as the buffet table, right? So pictures of these models at this party leaked. People are Furious. It's misogynistic, disgusting, degrading. His daughter North was also at the party, and Twitter users were like, How could he expose his daughter to this? I'm like, She's a Kardashian, honey. She's seen worse. I was more upset that she was up so late. Who wants a nine year old up past 10 p.m.? I, however, am here to speak out on the side of the naked sushi models because I have been one. Did you know this about me, Jason? No. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Holy... Get ready. Okay. Get ready. Years ago, I want to say like maybe 10 years ago, I shot a pilot for a comedy show that would never fly now. This is a very 10-year-ago premise. The premise was like the show Dirty Jobs. You know that show where he tries like all these gross jobs across the country? Yeah. But instead... I was traveling across the United States trying out the sexiest jobs in the country. And the premise of the show was like, it would be funny because here I am trying these sexy jobs and I am so unsexy, you know? So in the pilot, I worked as a waitress at a bar in Oklahoma called Twin Peaks, which is like Hooters, but country. <laughs> and I also worked as a Twin naked Peaks. sushi model at a party thrown by hip hop icon, too short. You know Too Short? You know this song? Should we add him to our concert? Yeah, oh yeah. Add him to the set list. Okay. Add it. 
Yeah. Okay. So imagine that that, although I don't know if we can afford the naked sushi models he would require on his rider, but we'll, we'll, we'll try. Imagine that song is playing in the background, poolside at his Malibu compound, and I'm just shivering and naked, covered in sushi for two plus hours. And I'm just here to say, it was hard. That job takes real skill. You can't move or the intricate placement of the sashimi will fall into your sashimi. (laughs) The party was outside. So I'm like cold, Jason. I mean, it's in Malibu. I'm shivering. The sushi is like shaking on my torso. At one point, I remember I had an itch on my nose and I couldn't scratch it, which is just like psychological torture. And then my leg fell asleep and I'm trying to like squeeze it without disrupting the sushi. And I also remember for, I didn't understand why nobody was eating off of me. There were two other sushi models who were like very tanned and hot. And I think some people must have thought like, okay, there's two naked sushi models and then a naked little boy over there also (laughs) covered in sushi. (laughs) I remember the chef literally placing the platter on me and saying something like, oh no, chest, it's good, easier, flatter. (gasps) Yes. So as a former naked sushi model, (laughs) I would just like to say to all the current naked sushi models out there, your work matters. It is challenging. It is technical. It is strong. It is beautiful. Without you, rappers from East Coast to West Coast would have nothing to eat sushi off of. So don't listen to the haters and know that as a woman, I stand with you. Or rather, I lie with you very still and very cold. And fuck Kanye West with a cheese grater, honestly. What's next? (laughs) What's next? Okay, it's my duty here to keep you informed of things that matter in the world, involving Justin Bieber's dad. (laughs) So allow me to give you a quick rundown of some of the top stories that I just want you to know. We still do not have the rights to that song. I could be sued for everything I have, but I'm risking my livelihood for this segment. For you, bona friends. First, with only a month to go before her world tour kicks off in Vancouver, Madonna just released a new song with Sam Smith. I don't know about you, but I find it really soft, sweet, and wholesome. It's called Vulgar. And with lyrics like that, sounds like she could have fit in nicely at the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Or getting seduced by The Weeknd on The Idol, honestly. It's it's unfortunately a terrible song. And I don't know if it's just the elder millennial in me, but I would have preferred a nice, easy, breezy La Isla Bonita from her, you know? But instead, it's all, you bitch, go fuck yourself. Next, Justin Bieber's super cool dad, Jeremy, decided to celebrate Pride Month by posting a homophobic meme to his 2.1 million Twitter followers. Just over a rainbow flag, the meme said, don't forget to thank a straight person this month for your existence. When people accused him of bigotry, he doubled down, tweeting, the things this generation glorifies is unbelievable. We need to celebrate families. Just like he does by having four kids with three different women and leaving his son when he was a few months old only to return full-time once he got famous. Ah, Jeremy Bieber, the pride of Stratford, Ontario. 
jail system. (laughs) Too much? Not enough? Sorry, he was in jail once. Let's move on. In maybe the weirdest couple alert of my lifetime, it was being reported that Khalees' milkshake was bringing Bill Murray to the yard. No. She's 43. He's 72. The only thing connecting them was the fact that he went to her show in London. They were photographed together. And I don't know about you, but I really wanted to believe it. But Khalees spoke out on Instagram. She said it's not true. She said everyone's dumb and will believe everything. But the best part is we're both blessed, rich, and happy. Listen, if you guys are happier together, I support and encourage that couple. It's just, it's like weird enough to work. Just don't have a baby because I don't think we need any more old dads. Old dads. Old dads. Next, world's hottest star Zendaya was denied entry into a swanky Italian restaurant in Rome this week because she was wearing a tube top that showed her midriff, which didn't meet their smart casual dress code. Imagine turning away global fashion icon Zendaya because you didn't like how she was dressed? You should be so lucky to have that midriff in your trattoria, your osteria. Even though she had a reservation, she was sent away, denied, had to dine at the pizzeria down the street, which, as we discussed previously on this episode, is exactly what happened to Evan and I mere months ago. Zendaya and I are the same. That's what I'm saying. Same midriff, too. Just absolutely rippling with abs. I choose to cover mine up in case I want to go to a nice trattoria, Asteria. But, you know, if I wanted to show it, I could. Finally, new mom Jennifer Lawrence is promoting her R-rated comedy that looks like a movie from 1998 that should star, like, Seth Green and Jennifer Love Hewitt. I I don't know. But she went on Good Morning America and said this. Do you think maybe directing's in your future as well? I used to think that, and now I'm just so tired, and it just looks so hard. (laughs) I just wanted to say amen to this. Moms, it's okay to have a baby and change your plans. The hopes and dreams and goals that you had before having kids might not be achievable anymore. They might not be what you want anymore, and pivoting or changing those plans, those goals, those hopes, those dreams, it's not giving up, okay? It's just... It's time to make new plans since you have new priorities and you're tired all the time. And that's okay. You know, men can have a baby and still do whatever the hell they want. They can have a baby at 83 with Khalees and still do whatever the hell they want. But most women can't. And so I just felt like it was nice to have somebody publicly, unabashedly acknowledge and kind of normalize that. You know, saying no is not failure. It is strength. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. And thank you, J-Law, and good luck with your movie that definitely feels like it should also feature a young Giovanni Rabisi in a supporting role. And those are just a few things I want you to know. What's next? Ooh, here's what's hot on TikTok. What's hot on TikTok? A security guard named Davis Perigo went viral on TikTok this week when a video was posted of him working at the Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, belting out every word to I knew you were trouble. He's just standing there, mere feet from Taylor, quote-unquote, protecting her as her security, singing every word. The video has over 7 million views, and it wasn't just his boyish good looks or the fact that he didn't miss a lyric that got him attention. It's the fact that he's not actually a security guard. 
it came out that he's just a Taylor Swift superfan, and in an era where Eras tickets are impossible to get, he had to get creative in his quest to see her show in Nashville. So he literally got a job working at the Nissan Stadium as a security guard so he could stand front row at her show for free. Not just for free, getting paid to be there. This guy has made international news. Listen to this. Luckily for Davis, Swifties had their phones out, recording every moment of him living his best life, making him a viral sensation. Now the world is fascinated by Davis, the security guard. I have watched every clip of this guy from every angle, from every single 22-year-old's phone who happened to be there filming him. I love him so much. And because I created this show so that I could call people when I have questions about something in pop culture, I figured this week, why not call him? It's time to phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I am phoning 25-year-old viral sensation Davis Perigo. He's an accountant. He's a Swifty. He's not a real security guard. And this will mark the first time in phone a friend history where I'm not just talking about something that's hot on TikTok. I'm talking to it. Hello. Hello. Is this Davis? This is Davis. Viral sensation, Swifty Davis Perigo. I guess you can say that. Some people say that. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. uh, I have so many questions for you. I mean, there have been so many videos posted of you at the Taylor Swift concerts, but the video that I first saw that has gone super viral, I mean, millions of views viral, is you singing every word to I Knew You Were Trouble. So just to confirm that I am speaking to the viral sensation Davis Perigo, um, I'm going to play I Knew You Were Trouble, and I just need you to sing along. It's how I'm going to confirm your identity. Does that work for you? That does work. That does work. Okay, here we go. One time, a few mistakes ago, I was in your sights, and you got me alone. You found me, you found me, you found me. That's pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, that's him. That's him. Oh my gosh. It's you and you do know every word. Okay. So before we dive in, I just want to get my facts straight because you are straight, correct? You are a straight married accountant. Yeah. Married. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Why Taylor Swift? Probably. I've got three sisters, you know, they're, you know, kind of grew up. I have an older sister who was kind of in middle school right around the time that Taylor was coming up. Um, Music's just great. Oh, it just makes you feel something. It just Ugh. it just always makes you feel something. Doesn't it though? Did her lyrics or melodies heal your heartbreak as a teen or was it just, you know, your sisters were listening to it and she makes a good bop? No, no, actually my heart's really never never really been broken. <laughs> oh, oh wow. My wife is my only girlfriend I've ever had. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I I I love you even more and I've only been talking to you for a minute. Okay, so you are a fan since middle school. Right. You hear she's coming to your hometown of Nashville. You can't get tickets to her show. Did you try everything? Did you try StubHub contests selling your body? I could have afforded tickets, but I didn't want to spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars on on tickets when I knew that security was going to be the way. Was it a couple thousand dollars? I think the get-in price was a thousand dollars. So I think the get-in price was a thousand. So like top level. What was the craziest price you saw somebody pay for those Seats. Uh, well, I saw on the news one time someone paid twenty thousand dollars or something like that, but that was crazy. But I think the floor prices for in front of me were like only face value, like five hundred, but like resale, like ten thousand. My God! So 
You decide, screw this. I'm not paying thousands of dollars. You're an accountant, okay? You know how to move money around. You you, you think this is not a smart way to spend my money? Right. I'm going to apply for a job as a security guard? Yeah, kind of got the idea from... My dad had kind of done that when I was a kid. And so like I knew that was a way to get into free concerts. My grandmother did. I knew that she had kind of done it at the Grand Ole Opry at the Ryman. Um, so it's Wait, they yeah. What? This is a family tradition? Third generation, yeah. <laughs> Third generation fake security guard, ladies and gentlemen. You're getting your first air horn sound effect for that. So your grandmother, like so many family traditions, his grandmother had done it before and then his father. And then so you knew that this was a way in. So you apply to be a security guard. Do you have to do it right before the Taylor tour comes through? How does that work? I did it about a month and a half in advance. What is the application process to be a security guard? Surprisingly, they're really easy. Um, (laughs) You just apply online and fill out a form, essentially. And some people are just part of like temp agencies and they just like, it's like an app kind of thing where you just like kind of like an Uber or like, it's like a temporary day stuff. They need to work extra workers for the security. They need extra people. They're understaffed. Oh my God. Did you have to have any experience in security? No, not really. No. Wow. No. So did they ask you like at any point, did they ask you, are you a fan of any particular artists? Like, did you get a sense that they were on to you? They didn't ask why I was there, but if they did, I would not have said, I'm here to see Taylor. Absolutely <laughs> not. No way it. that they would have known you were trouble when you walked in. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 mm. right. Yeah. I just feel like I don't know if hiring a super fan to be a security guard is a great idea or a terrible idea. Like, <sighs> yeah. if I got a job as a security guard for the Backstreet Boys, they would have to hire another security guard to protect them from me. Right. Well, I was surprised. I was like, yeah, I could literally jump on the stage right now and have like 10 seconds uninterrupted on the stage without anyone coming to tackle me. Because like, no, everyone would be so confused. They would be like, is that the security guard on stage? Is he chasing someone? Like, what's he on stage for? Right? Yeah. What would you have done with those 10 seconds, Davis? I don't know. I would have just probably run around like a crazy man. I was just, just <laughs> I don't know. Basked in the presence. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, like, would you have risked it all to protect Taylor Swift if you had to? I would. Yes, I would take a bullet. Absolutely. I believe it. Okay. So you get hired. On the one hand, I feel like you're literally, like, you get so lucky you're standing at the stage. On the other hand, you have to face away from the stage. Did you see Taylor Swift at all? Yeah, so that was just night one. I was next to the stage. And I did see her that night when she did, like, the piano set. That was, like, right out of the corner of my eye. So, and mm-hmm. I also, like, you're not supposed to turn around. I never, like, turn around, like, a full 180 degrees. But you can definitely rotate your shoulders a little bit here and there. And then the second night, I was on the field more so I could watch like the entire thing. Oh, wow. That was even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. How many nights total were you working security? I was just there Friday, Saturday. Two of the three shows. Yeah, two of the three, yeah. I mean, pretty good. And you got paid to be there. I mean, is this the best part? Yeah, I would have done it for free. They got paid like 17 bucks an hour. I would have paid that much to be there. So Yeah, absolutely. When you're facing the crowd back to the stage, what did you see? Was there crying, fainting, screaming, very wealthy people, Gigi Hadid? There was crying. There was one girl who, before the show started, you know, had like little fearless hands. I don't know what they would call it, but you know, the heart they make with their hands. She just decided to take off her entire shirt and just take take a picture with no. her heart i was like oh my it's like 4 30 that she does like the doors that just opened and she is staying there topless <laughs> completely topless and i'm like i don't this is my first day on the job here i'm like i'm not going to go enforce that law right i'm not going to go until it's, no, it's just, you i'm just not going to stay out of that situation to her she's leading with love davis okay i don't know yeah yeah wow that was probably the wildest thing i saw 
Wow, wow, wow. In the videos that went viral, you're belting out every word. Did the other security guards give you side eye? Was that a problem? Uh, the other, okay, so there's the real security guards and then there's like the fake security guards, what I call myself. The ones that were like myself, you know, they were, they didn't care at all. They were laughing or they were singing along themselves. The real security guards were not, not thrilled. You know, I think they take their job and rightfully so. They take their right. job a little bit more seriously than I did. Were you told to stop singing? Yeah, I was told to stop singing. I think at one point they said I could sing as long as I didn't like move. Like I could move my lips, but not any other part of your body, which is very hard. But then at one point, then they just said no more. <laughs> Were you like, excuse me, have you heard Shake It Off? I dare you not to move. Yeah, exactly. I know. They get to go to every single concert. They must not be fans, though. How could you be? I know, exactly. So wait a second. There are other fake security guards. This is a known thing. There are other people who get this job to go to concerts they want to see. I know there are other people there that night that got the job just for that concert. Gotcha. Wow. I mean, you're blowing my mind left, right, and center. Did you notice all the girls filming you or were you just in your own world? Well, it's hard to distinguish if they're filming you or the concert. Right. Because the same is the stage. So I was like, I knew that I had asked the girls in front of me. I was like, if you see Taylor get behind me, I need you to take a picture and send it to me. And they did, which was awesome. Love that. So that's all I asked for. I said, if Taylor comes up right behind me, I need you to take a picture. You didn't say to them, post a video of me singing that will get 10 million views? Uh, no, no, I don't think you can. Yeah, you know, no, okay. no, did not do that. And yeah, make no. <laughs> global headlines? Yeah, no. Okay. So millions of people have seen videos of you singing at the concert. You're now internet famous because of this story, but also, Davis, because you're hot. <laughs> the comments on the videos are, are like what the kids would call thirsty AF. I would like to read some of them to you. Oh, goodness. And I just need you to respond accordingly, okay? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. This is from Alex Alfieri. Someone find him. That's going to be my husband. I'm so dead ass. I'll fly to Nashville. I don't care. <laughs> uh, you have to take that one up with my wife. Yeah. I'll yeah. let you guys battle it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah you really will. Shay DeRaza wrote, he ate. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it means either. <laughs> Let's just go to the next one. Cam Mansell. No <laughs> it's definitely sexual, yeah. but I'm too old to know. Yeah. I'll Google it after this. Cam Mansell. Who is this man? He is beautiful. If he wants to relocate to New Zealand, I will marry him tomorrow. New Zealand, actually, that is a country I've always wanted to go to. So, yes, interest. Please. Interest. Hey, I, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I know a warm bed there. you could share. Uh, Lilio says, OMG, it takes a lot to get my attention away from Taylor Swift, but I just kept looking at him thinking, is that Ryan Reynolds? I honestly could not have picked Ryan Reynolds out of a lineup before the concert. I I mean, Are you serious? The only reason that you know who Ryan Reynolds is is because people were saying you looked like him? I've heard of him. I knew he was famous for being an actor. I didn't know that he was married to Blake Lively and that his two kids are named after the yes. two kids. Oh, that was, now it was you alerting. know. Can you confirm that you are not Ryan Reynolds? I can confirm that, yes. Okay, I good can. to know. Yes, good to yes. Know. But that jawline says otherwise. Last but not least, Carlo Calma says, the way he raises his eyebrows, I am pregnant. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> my eyebrows, do I do weird things with my eyebrows? I don't, I don't know. know. I guess the way you're singing, you're feeling it all, mm. you know, in the brows. Hey. That is an interesting way to describe you're attracted to someone. Mm. Just say, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Well, <laughs> congratulations on the baby, by the way, Davis. Thank I, you. I hope you, you name him or her Taylor. <laughs> what does your wife, by the way, think about all of this? I think she 
I think a lot of our friends have been texting her saying that maybe it's a compliment to her saying everyone saying that she looks like Blake Lively because I'm Ryan Reynolds. So everyone says it's a compliment to her. Oh, well, of course it is. I mean, please, she is married to a hunk who Swifties all over the world are thirsty AF for, okay? They want to <laughs> eat you, whatever yes, that means. Wh- yeah, whatever that means. Whatever yeah. that means. Um, more important than the thirsty comments, the marriage proposals, how was the Eras Tour on a scale of 1 to 22? <laughs> I would say it was... It was as high as you can go. It was it was amazing. Um, you know, the two nights there, just the energy, the like the fans, everything about it was just electrifying. It was awesome. It was amazing. Beyond your wildest expectations? Yeah, beyond my wildest dreams for sure. It was great. It was Thank great. you for rephrasing that question there you into go. I a knew Taylor tra- Swift song. I thought, God I thought you were it. going I thought you were going there. <laughs> That's why you're working security for her and I'm not, okay? Beyond his wildest dreams. Oh, that was a layup. That was a layup. Beyond his wildest dreams. Yeah, you you dunked it, baby. Yeah. Okay. Um, worth spending twenty thousand dollars or working in security for? Looking back, I it probably if I knew it was going to be that great, I would have probably spent the thousand dollars. Like if I could have, it was definitely worth the thousand dollars, but not probably not twenty. That's a lot of cash. That's a lot of cash. But this is very good to know that as an accountant, he's telling us that it is worth a thousand dollars. A thousand for me. If I had to bring my wife too and do two thousand, we'd have a conversation. <sighs> no, you gotta leave. But her a thousand for me? No, we're you gotta good. leave. Her yeah, home. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. honey. Sorry. Or you know, there's all these fans now who are just congregating outside of the stadium to listen to the concert from the parking yeah, lot. That's crazy. <laughs> she could just be out there, you know, just leave her in the lot. That was like one of my original ideas. And I thought that was like a unique idea. I was like, oh, wow, no one's going to be doing this. I was like, nope, 20, 30, 40,000 people are outside every stadium. So I was I like, mean, that was not a unique idea. That is wild. Crazy. Yeah. There is also something else. I don't know if you've heard of this phenomenon. It's called Taylor Swift amnesia. Have you heard of that? I've never heard of that. No. So fans are claiming and and scientists are backing it up that the experience is so heightened that they actually have a hard time remembering parts of it. Like they black out during the show. Wow. To confirm you actually remember the experience. I do remember both nights very distinctly. Good memory. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Maybe it's because I didn't have my phone out at all. So I was like, I didn't film anything. I was just taking, you know, mental recordings because I, I couldn't have my phone at all. Davis, that is so interesting, though, because now everybody everywhere, and again, I sound like an elderly person who doesn't know what he ate means, but everybody everywhere is watching or they're at, you know, sporting events, concerts with their phones out. Right. And I really do feel like, yes, we want to capture it and share it and show everybody how privileged we are. But at the same time, you're missing out on just being there and living. Right. And you got to do that, rather had to do that yeah. for your quote unquote job. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens after the shows? Do you just quit the job? Uh, I got fired. (laughs) (gasps) Why? (gasps) Well, it's a long story. Okay. At first I was praised. I got a letter from HR. I got, you know, I got everyone saying I was doing great out there. (laughs) This is because it went viral and people saw. Yeah. And then they found out that I wasn't actually supposed to be there, which was a problem. So I was not supposed to be next to the stage. Oh, I was supposed to be in the crowd. <sighs> what I did the second night, which honestly was a great experience too. But the first night they were taking people down to the stage and I was like, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm going to get in that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm yes. going to go ahead and get in this line over here. I didn't know that it was like a Tennessee thing. You got to like have like a legitimate license. I mean, honestly, innocent fake security guard mistake. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. Exactly. You're there. Exactly. 
You have an option to go up to the stage? Like, yes, I would take that option as well. Yeah. So they cut your security guard career short after show number two. And they didn't even send me a termination letter. I just tried to log into my account to sign up to go to Beyonce and Ed Sheeran, and I couldn't sign in. My login didn't work. (sighs) And I did did forgot my password that said, your email address does not exist. I was (gasps) like, what? This is crazy. So you have been, you are blacklisted from that. I've been ghosted event yeah. venue. Okay. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Because I'm honestly, after we end this call, I'm going to look up how to work security for Beyonce. I could protect her. Yeah, absolutely. You could. Okay. Do you think Taylor Swift heard your story? Uh, yeah, people ask me that, like friends ask me that. I'm like, probably she did. I don't, mm-hmm. I, she, I know she's like very involved, like online and stuff like that. I imagine just come across her feed. She um, absolutely has. She's like, is that my friend Ryan Reynolds? Oh, <laughs> oh no, it's not. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, was she going to give you like free tickets or something? I'm like, I don't think she really wants to glorify like fake security <laughs> guards. I think she probably takes her security really seriously. I don't blame her for it. So like, I'm not right. offended that she's, I, I imagine that her security team like hates me. Like, so I don't expect any favors from Taylor. I and mean, of course I would take them, but I don't expect anything from her. Well, listen, <laughs> if she is listening to this podcast and I'm sure she is, Anything you would like to say to her? I would say that I did what I had to do to to watch the show. And you would have done the same thing if you were in my position. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much. I You really would have. And let me tell you, I have straight up snuck into concerts. I snuck into a Britney Spears concert, yeah. a Spice Girls concert. And now you know exactly what kind of music I like. Okay, because you are the ultimate Swifty. Oh, goodness. Before I let you go, Davis, I want to ask you a series of questions about recent Taylor Swift headlines. You have to give me your unfiltered opinion as swiftly as possible in a game we're calling... Answer Swiftly. Did she break up with Maddie Healy to save her image? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I... I had to Google. Of course you did. Please. We all what did. Exactly, what exactly happened or who Maddie Healy is. I yeah, didn't even know. Yeah, and honestly, no. I, he, I didn't really see the attractiveness in him just from like a looks standpoint. I was like, what is exactly attractive about, about this guy? Um, mm, well, we can't all look like Ryan Reynolds. Okay, Davis. Yeah. <laughs> did you unfollow Joe Alwyn on Instagram? I don't even have Instagram, so I never followed him Please, or anyone. Of course you don't have Instagram. Can her role in the Cats movie be forgiven? I never watched that. I just like mm-hmm. saw like clips on whatever. That was a dark time. It was a very dark time for all Swifties. And I'm so sorry that you had to endure yeah, that's that. That's really been a race. You don't really hear about that much. She's really mm-hmm. done a great job. That's like mm-hmm. her one PR, her bad PR move is doing that movie. Absolutely. And she's really erased that, which is a, a PR win. Yeah. She's come back from it. Cat's erasure. And I'm here to bring it back. According to a new report from Fortune, the Eras Tour could potentially generate $4.6 billion, accountant, for local economies throughout the U.S. Is Taylor Swift saving the United States from a recession, Davis? Yes, absolutely. I mean, think about all the the bars that were open that night and all the Ubers and everything like that. I mean, there was a lot of ancillary revenue generated off that concert. You know, think about my paycheck, $17 I mean, an hour. Thank you. Saving the economy out here. The city of Nashville paid you $17 an hour. Absolutely. Okay. And there is something to say about, you know, she is like, not from like an economical standpoint, but I think she does generally bring the country together around something. I mean, there's very few people now that like hate Taylor Swift. I mean, like you really have got something wrong with you at this point. Like if you're just like a diehard, I hate Taylor Swift's like music. You can't hate her music at this point. You're just lying to yourself. If you take the entire like 150 song catalog and you're like, I hate every one of these, 
That's kind of a you problem. That's a you <laughs> problem, Davis. I was there. I was on an I hate. T- I was like, I was one of the people who thought Taylor Swift was annoying. I was like, Meh. and then I, I think it was Lover, and I was like, oh damn, oh oh shoot, oh no. And then she got me through the pandemic. Here we are with Midnight's. I am in my Swifty era and loving every moment. There you go. Flava Flav has asked Taylor Swift fans to help him make friendship bracelets before the next Eras Tour concert he attends. Weird or adorable? Uh, yeah, uh, I will go with adorable. I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't really know anything about Flava Flav other than he wears the big uh, clock around his neck. I can't that, even that's what believe he's you know for. that. I absolutely that's, can't believe you know that. That's all I know about Flava Flav. I am shocked. I am shocked. <laughs> Did you see a lot of friendship bracelets exchanged? That's a thing, right? Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing before going to the concert. And all of a sudden, everyone was just handing out these bracelets. I got like six of them sitting on my desk at home. Oh, that's sweet. Even the security, fake security, got friendship bracelets. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift wipes away tears after performing emotional song following Split with Maddie Healy. Yeah, sorry, Taylor. I'm gonna have to go. Some being there two nights <gasps> was like, are some of these? Are so, I hate to say, I hate to say it. Maybe a no, slander. But are it, some? Are some of these tears not entirely genuine? That is the one thing about being there two nights is that you kind of get the same performance twice, and it does take some of it's like, oh, I'm not special anymore. Like you just said the same thing last night. Like. <laughs> It's, it's like being cheated on. <laughs> oh, it's my like, God. It's like you told me last night I was the best ever, and now it's Saturday night, and you're saying they're the best ever. If I come back on Sunday, I bet they're going to be the best ever. And it's, yes. Yeah. So yes. I believe that she has authentically cried on stage, but there has to be at least once where she just kind of forced it a little bit. Maybe she felt it inside, but it wasn't coming outside, and so she just kind of wiped a few tears from her eyes. Sorry, Taylor. It's. I think she knows deep down. God, coming from a Swifty, we love to hear Finally, Taylor Swift fan goes viral after becoming security guard to get into her era's tour. Actual headline. (laughs) That was me. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Would have never thought. Would have never thought. Can I just use your own uh, Swiftism? You made my wildest dreams come true. And you know what? I'm going to one-up you. You belong with me. And because I know all too well that we are probably never, ever getting back together after this, I just want to say... Thank you for taking my call. You really are an inspiration to all super fans who don't have like rich dads or $20,000 to spare. And if I get a job working security for the upcoming Renaissance tour, I will have you to thank. You absolutely should. 100% recommend it. 100%. It's great. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll just keep trying to beef up and hope for the best. <laughs> and now I feel that we can't just say bye. Uh-oh. So uh, what... Oh, here's what song does Tay Tay end the Eras tour with? I think her last song every night is Karma. Okay, well, I do feel we should be authentic to the Eras tour. So, could we sing Karma together? Because <clears throat> Karma is my boyfriend. Karma, Karma is, is my a duck guy. I don't even Karma <laughs> is a breeze. No, we know this. Karma is, is a breeze in my hair on, on the weekend. weekend. Karma's a relaxing thought. Me and Karma vibe, vibe like, like that. that. I mean, Davis, if she doesn't ask you to come on stage for the next leg of her tour with that rhythm, with that vocal, then, you know, something's wrong with her. Davis Perigo, thank you so much. To, yeah. I hope you can successfully change your identity to go to a concert again. Yeah, I'm going to have to go under a different yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Bye. All right, bye. 
Davis Paragol. And may I just say, probably best that he was just mouthing the songs in the viral videos, not singing them out loud. Ooh, sorry about that. Thank you for taking my call, Davis. Thank you for upholding this long-standing family tradition. Three generations of fake security guards. What a legacy that he can never live again. Absolutely locked out of that stadium for eternity. After the break, I got hate for celebrating Pride, and so did you. That's next. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. We're back and it's still Pride Month, so let's put up my voicemail. Check, check, check your voicemail. Hi, Jesse. This is Megan from Calgary. I just finished listening to your latest episode with Priyanka and celebrating Pride. And I laughed, I cried, I cheered. It was a thing, bitch. And so my question for you is, how do you live out being an ally every day? I... I think I, you know, I, I hope to aspire to be an unapologetic ally, particularly in Pride Month. I'm the president of my community association, and I recently um, issued our June newsletter acknowledging June as Pride Month. And uh, for the first time ever, I, I received some hateful feedback from, from someone in the community, and it's the minority voice, you know, I don't want to pander to it, and I'm also not going to bend <laughs> to hate. And so any tips you have on, on navigating, uh, you know, the, the pros and the cons uh, of, of that challenge would be awesome to, to hear about. And we, we miss you up here, and I hope to catch your next show. Love you. Bye. 
Oh, Megan from Calgary, thank you. Thank you for that very honest call. That really means the world. I mean, first and foremost, you're obviously an ally. Just in asking that question, in wanting to know more and do better, you're an ally and a damn community association president. Okay, shit. We got a community association president listening to this show? I need to stop talking about monster dicks. Damn. So, Megan, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I imagine your job is to represent the community, right? And all of the people in it. And it's not to change people's mind. That person who had a negative reaction, they are who they are. You know, no newsletter about pride is going to change their mind, their beliefs. And I know that that's hard. And I do think this year people feel empowered to express their latent homophobia more than ever. That's a scary and disheartening thing. But I would say don't let it stop you from doing what you know when your heart is right. I was not going to say anything anywhere about this, but I do feel like since you were so honest and brought it up, Megan, I will tell you that after sharing the story I did last week about being on anti-pride posters and then I posted about it on Instagram, less than 24 hours later, I had to take the post down because I was told that it was dangerous. Um, Some of the people at those school protests were not parents. They were with a militant anti-LGBTQ organization, and I had posted their faces on my page, and I was advised literally for my family's safety to take the post down and just, like, shut the fuck up and remove myself from the conversation. And sometimes it's hard for me to shut the fuck up when I believe strongly in something. And, you know, I... I will say I saw in the comments, I saw the hate. I saw thousands of followers I lost that day for posting that. None of that bothers me. I just, I always believe in speaking up for what's right and speaking out against what is wrong. But I did take that down and I did shut the fuck up. Uh, Because, you know, when it comes to my safety and my family's safety, that's the most important thing, you know? So thank you for your message, Megan, truly. And I would say as long as it's not performative allyship, you know, you live your beliefs, you believe in your actions, then just be true to what you think is right. And I always think spreading love and acceptance is right. And you know what will happen to people who don't? Karma. Because karma is their boyfriend. Is that what we have to play to end this episode, Jason? Yes. We end this episode like the Eras World Tour, okay? Karma is Kanye West's boyfriend and Tom Sandoval's boyfriend and Justin Bieber's dad's boyfriend. It's all of their boyfriends. Thank you to the internet's boyfriend, Davis Perigo, for taking my call and inspiring us all to work in security. I mean, this person is going to start a trend. There are going to be some highly unqualified security guards out there. Thank you, as always, to you, Jason. Thank my you. producer. Oh, and thank you, phone friends. Always. I'm actually off to pick my kids up from their second to last day of school. Summer break starts next week, Jason. I am terrified. Okay? <laughs> Brace yourself for so many interruptions Bring during episodes. Oh, they're probably going to have to be brought on uh, due to lack of childcare. You know what it's going to be? A cruel summer. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, that's the last one, I promise. Have an amazing week, everybody. We'll talk next Thursday. Bye. Phone the Friend was created by our mom, Jessie Quixie. The executive producers are Jesse Cruikshank and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski. 
from Bedouin Sound Clash. Phone a friend is part of the Acast Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening. Okay, see you next week. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.